0: Welcome to Beyond Distribution with GTDC. In this podcast series, we have discussions around trends and events in the IT industry. The podcast is hosted by Frank Intagmiano, CEO of the Global Technology Distribution Council, or GTDC. Today we have two guests from IDC's executive team. Eric Prothero is the SVP of Worldwide Tracker Research and Corporate Development, and Steve White is the Program VP of Channel and Alliances. Today's conversation focuses on how tech community members can leverage industry data to achieve better business outcomes. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Beyond Distribution with GTDC, and enjoy the conversation.
1: Uh, Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm here today with uh, two folks from IDC that I'd like to introduce you to, and we're gonna talk about the GTDC-IDC partnership. Uh, So with me today is Eric Prothrow who is Senior VP of Data and Analytics for IDC, and Steve White, who's VP of Channels and Alliances Research. So before we get started and talk about the relationship and the partnership that we've had in place for a little while, uh, maybe Eric, you you and Steve could tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Sure, thanks Frank, Um, really great to be here. Thanks very much. Uh, I oversee all of IDC's data and analytics organization, We have about 530 or so uh, team members across 42 countries around the world. And our job is to really be building and evolving the the data solutions offerings that we have. And so this means sort of managing the methodology and the process and the tools that we use to to build the data sets that we provide um, to our clients. I've been um, a long time with IDC, 29 years. In fact, Um, I started kind of um, the first half of my, year of my career here was in Latin America, where I was hired to set up our, our operations in, in that region before I moved into my, my current role. So again, thanks for, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, great. Thank you for joining. Steve?
2: Yeah, uh, so I'm Steve White. I lead our, lead our overall channels and alliances research organization. Not quite as impressive numbers as Eric's, I'm afraid. So we don't have 530 people. We have folks uh, based in North America. I'm actually based uh, near Toronto. And we also have folks based in EMEA and in APJ. Um, we really cover the kind of the spectrum of um, the pyramid of uh, partnerships, if you like, right from those one-to-one big relationships right through to the big programmatical things. And we kind of like the the fact that everyone in the whole world is now talking about ecosystems. So they've all kind of come to us in the last few years, which is nice. Um, I've been IDC, again, not not as impressive as Eric. I've only been here 13 years now, so, but... um. That's a, that's a reasonable standing. So yeah, we deal with just about everyone um, in terms of vendors across the industry and also most of the distribution partners. So I'm um, very happy to be here. Thanks very much.
1: Yeah, Steve, thank you for joining. And you know, I know over the years in my time in the vendor community, I, you know, we've, our paths have crossed uh, a number of times. And, and I know, as you mentioned, a lot of folks uh, in the vendor community very familiar with the work that you and your team, you know, has been doing over the years for uh, particularly as it relates to the channel and where the channel is going. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Um, But let me let me then start a little bit with talking about the relationship that we put in place with uh, IDC. We've got really powerful uh, partnership and it started um, in October when we announced that um, uh, our distribution data for uh, North America, which comes out of the uh, GTDC members, um, would uh, IDC would develop the tracker and take responsibility for that tracker. And um, and we announced it in October, and we actually delivered it in January, and we're really pleased with where it's come in the last three months. Of course, as Eric knows, it was you know nine months in the making uh, and a lot of work went into it. But Eric, if you'd maybe comment a little bit about um, what you've seen and, and IDC's view on the tracker and the data and its importance in the industry uh, to all the participants and also to IDC.
0: Sure. Um, yeah, and, and maybe first just to chat about you know the partnership it itself. You know, we're we're um, uh, we are really excited about the partnership with the GTDC and its members, and uh, you know feel that it's off to quite a good start and, and kind of where we're headed. You know, our goal with with the partnership and how we're working together, Frank, w- with you and your team and, and and your larger community, is you know we want to try to be bringing the best. You know analytics and insights to bear that we that we can to to your members and and have our analysts like Steve, for example, you know be a resource for for them to really understand kind of what's going on in the industry and and get feedback. So, um, with, with that kind of as the background of the of the partnership, as you, as you mentioned, we we kicked off the 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 product that, that we're creating on top of the data feeds that we're receiving um, in January. We have a, now this weekly. North America Distribution Tracker product, which is what we call it. Um, and we are in the product itself, we track kind of big picture. There are about 950 brands uh, that are in the data set across 14 different technology categories uh, and so forth. And then those 14 categories, we have a taxonomy that, that then breaks down to ultimately getting us up to over 175 different hardware, software, and services market categories. So it's a it's a it's a massive database um, that we pulled together, uh, and um, you know we can get more into it, but at a, at a high level, I think it's you know it's providing the distributors and now the vendor community as well too a, a really good um, view into what's happening uh, in the distribution in um, in the United States and Canada.
1: So Eric, um, and yeah, I mean I I will tell you that you know when when we were having discussions, one of the things that we valued. Quite a bit from a GTDC standpoint and also from the distributor standpoint um, was the the depth of the and and the expertise in the market intelligence area that you know IDC brought to the table and then certainly when you add that when you add your analyst network to that it became even you know more of a um, more of a you know decision that was easy for us to make to develop this partnership. Um, who uses the data, uh, Eric, and why from your standpoint do you think it's valuable for, for the folks in the, you know, sort of in the ecosystem that
0: are using it? Sure. So, you know, I would say kind of big picture, we have three groups um, who are using it, right? So there's the, the GTDC members themselves, right? So they're they're receiving the data and they're understanding and seeing kind of what they're. How their share is changing you know within in, in the larger group and what's happening in those uh, trends and so with the trends of that. So that's kind of one big um, uh, group of folks that are looking at the data. Um, also then you have the whole the tech community, right? the tech vendor community at large. and, and when we when we talk to our um, our tech vendor clients, the the personas, as we call them, kind of within the the tech vendors are, Folks like the channel chief, right? That they're kind of using the data as the, you know, the single point of truth in terms of what's happening and and helping them manage their distribution relationships. You've got the persona of, you know, the pricing manager w- within those vendors who use this, you know, on a weekly or monthly um, data at a very specific kind of attribute level to sort of see how is competition pricing and and and, and what's happening there in the category in 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 that um, feature set. And then the third big, uh, you know, group within the vendor community is sort of the category manager, uh, him or herself, right? That they're looking to kind of position uh, the, the category um, uh, in their brand within it, and to try to, you know, do sort of a competitive, um, a, a view of that. And I guess finally, there's sort of maybe more of a traditional kind of market intelligence manager who's sort of seeing what's the overall trends um, in the marketplace, and that's maybe one more puzzle piece to kind of creating that story. So. You know, there's lots of different folks within the vendor community that are that are using it and getting good value at it out of it. And obviously then that, you know, the the more that they know and understand and then they can have the the quite interesting and relevant conversations then with their channel partners. Right. To kind of talk together about what's happening um, and evolving in the ecosystem.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can tell you from my days as a channel chief, um, we have always relied on the data. Um, you know, back in the early days, and and Steve, I'll ask you to comment in a minute on this because you were, you know, have been part of this for a long time, also like I have. Um, but we used a lot of this data to figure out what our pricing model should be back in the you know the early days of the PC. You know, in terms of what was moving, what you know what monitor size, and you know what configurations were more popular than others. And seconding. I think it's very important is to track the competitive um, you know, landscape and what were our competitors doing. Because, you know, there was a time back in the day when the in the PC space when um, you know, there were pricing changes weekly <laughs> and <laughs> uh, you know it got a little crazy. Steve, I see you nodding your head. So it would be good for you to comment on what your thoughts are relative to that and also you know now yeah. you guys having this data and you know having this you know market intelligence if you will
2: yeah well, it was interesting as this as the conversations with you guys and us kind of went along i spoke to a lot of our distribution friends and we talked about how they do use it because it was interesting for us to hear as, as eric's team were building it out and so that one that one source of the truth i think is one of the biggest things which is you know so that um as a given distributor, you can you can kind of have the one place to go. You can make some comparisons. Um, I, an interesting angle I heard as well was just um, you know this is this is real data and the IDC market data, which kind of complements this, is kind of futures. So there's an interesting balance there around kind of real time shipments versus potential trends. That's a nice balance as well. Um, but I do think the biggest thing is just that just that one version of the truth because that's so hard to get to in our industry. It really is, So
1: yeah, and and I'll also tell you that you know for years I was part of organizations that actually utilized this data for uh, measurement purposes. You know, yeah. in some cases, senior management.
2: Yeah, heard purposes. the same. Yeah, yeah. Heard, heard, heard I heard exactly the same from one of the districts was telling me, "This is how we pay our people." So it was yeah. kind of interesting. So that's well, yeah. that's really functional and practical. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is uh, very, very significant. Now, I think the combination of um, real-time data combined with what IDC does and what has IDC has been doing for a number of years is extraordinarily powerful. Um, So later on, Eric, we'll talk a little bit about some of the things that you're thinking in terms of what's next and some of the, yeah. you know, enhancements as it sure. goes along. Before we do that, I wanna bring Steve back in. Steve, it'd be interesting to get your perspective on, you know, there's so much going on in the chat, <laughs> right? Um, you know, people have been talking about digital transformation and cloud and you know, hyperscalers and subscription models and all the stuff that, and, you know, it's one of those deals where if you, kind of pause for 3 to 6 months you're so far behind because there's so much happening from your standpoint what are the big trends what are you seeing and what are you you know what are you thinking about as it relates to the channel and where it's going and yep. what vendors should be thinking about
2: so you're right. It is a massive question. Well, I think what's the way I always look at this is kind of there's an environment that we're all working in, and the channel is something that's reacting to the to the big environmental change. So, in terms of the technology environment, I mean, obviously the last couple of years, the the impact of the pandemic on just all customers, all industries, all partners, distribution, and everyone is being a, kind of the, one of the biggest things. It's also driven a lot of interesting behavior. So. There's a school of thought that when you have these crises, they compel some change to happen that maybe wasn't going to happen before. It was interesting very early on in 2020, I think it was Satya Nadella from um, Microsoft CEO, Microsoft came out and said, we've seen three years of digital transformation in three months. So that acceleration has been super interesting. I think what's also interesting is that if you think of the customer impact, so at IDC, what we we had to do in in order to to track this was to track it more regularly. So our forecast became much more regularly. We were looking at customer intent, the impact they were having by industry, which is kind of interesting. That's a very fascinating one. there's, There's some industries we know and love that we knew were impacted. So, you know, schooling, healthcare, travel was massively impacted. So all of those industries had a different kind of an impact so that again that's all rolled on as the environmental impact um the other thing that i think is really interesting is i think probably before the pandemic there are a lot of trends that i just think have been magnified so cloud would be a really interesting example When we've looked at our cloud numbers the last couple of years they just continued to grow they were growing already but they've really accelerated um when we think about digital transformation, which used to be kind of a a marketing term before all this came around, it's just widely accepted now. And it's interesting. We do lots and lots of partner interviews and our colleagues do lots and lots of customer surveys, customer interviews. The term's just widely used by everyone now. And it's interesting, just last week at our um, directions event, I heard an amazing stat, which I still wanna get my head around, which is um, our most recent survey tells us that 95 percent of customers now have a digital first strategy which is a massive change again so all of this change is then you know rolled down and impacted channels um if you think about the the kind of the, the new technologies that are actually coming along um most of them have been accelerated and it's you know it's it's founded around cloud adoption cloud adoption has really accelerated across the board um, if you think about some of the other trends that have gone on, you know, remote work, which has become modern work, which we're still in that phase of change now, what will new work look like? That's interesting. Um, obviously, then security grows in importance because of that, because of the, the extreme um, touch points, if you like, that need to be secure. Um and then if you think about what customers are trying to do with technology, what's, what's been interesting in this period, although we've been in kind of a downturn, it's been very different than the previous downturn. Technology has actually helped customers bridge the gap. So it's super interesting when you look at technology spend in the last couple of years versus GDP, technology spend is still very positive. So it's really helped customers bridge the gap. Um, and they're just leaning in. I mean, they're, they're looking to be more um, efficient with their operations. So they're investing there. They're looking to be more innovative in terms of reaching customers. So they've all done things there. You know, and we've all experienced this. Um, and then th- the other area that I think is just really, it's really made a flip is uh, you know, uh, originally we called it AI and ML, but it's kind of turned into being automation. And if you think we all experience that on a day-to-day basis with our banks and our mobile operators and everything, and everything becomes much more automated, and that's a massive area of growth. And all of this becomes opportunities for partners who are out there, and distributors, and the vendors as well, because customers are saying, "I want to. I want to make the most out of the the technology with a business outcome in mind."
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, you you know, you just went through a lot of what's happening, um, and and. All of that is happening from the customer standpoint, the end user standpoint, and then you, you know, depending how you look at it, you either go back or you're going forward from, and to how, how do we then get that technology from the vendor yeah. to that customer? And then of course that, you know, is, is the channels piece. So certainly as it relates to the overall marketplace, that all makes sense. What's your view on because our, the folks that you know typically will listen to this podcast um, will do so because they've got you know interest in um, and invested in what's happening from a distribution standpoint? Yep. so I know you know the distributors well. Uh, you know I know you've been dealing with them for years uh, like I have. Um, what's your view on what distribution's role is as it evolves into you know in this new digital uh, world that we're we're
2: now living in well the the first thing i'll say is and not just because we're working with you around this GTD so stuff is um we're big fans of distribution we're big fans of the role that distribution has always played we honestly we always think distribution have been vastly underpaid for the huge amount of work that distribution has always done um we actually had that conversation at one of our councils, all our vendors in the room many years ago, and we were saying, you make this margin, your partners make this margin, and in the middle, distribution does all this work, and it's so thin. It was, it's always been fascinating to us. Um, my team are actually working on a document right now which we're calling the future of distribution. And honestly, with this change of roles, our theme around this document is that the the, the future of distribution is now. And I think what that is, is the now part is this move towards becoming much more of an aggregator. And we've heard this term used by a lot of the distributors over the last few years. So this this move to the aggregation role and then this incredible capability that everyone's been building around the marketplace in order to actually transact things, has just been, we've always been really impressed whenever we get on calls with anyone who's on this call probably and they walk through what they've built, uh, every time we're more and more impressed. And I think that's that that actually facilitates all of that digital consumption that we're talking about. So, you know, if you've got customers who are looking to be digital first, distribution has actually set up the tools to do that. Um, in terms of the role, we just see the role expanding, honestly, because I think, you know, this is, this is one of the things that I, I talk about rather glibly, which is um, lots of vendors kind of dip in and out towards saying that SMB is a focus. Now, SMB is a massive area. There's the S part and there's the higher part as well. What's interesting, most vendors kind of dip in and out and say, that's an opportunity, but they don't know how to handle it. And I don't think there's a single vendor out there who's really set up to deal with that. And it's interesting, the last six to nine months, again, we've had a lot of vendors resurface and say, hey, we're looking at this SMB opportunity. Honestly, my first, first answer every time is, go and speak to your distribution partners. They can probably fix that. or you know, You can get quick wins there really quickly because they're already set up to do these things um the other thing we've said to vendors around their distribution partnership is actually uh, this is kind of interesting because we say you're strategic partners so it's interesting in a vendor they'll have their kind of pyramid of relationships and they'll have those strategic alliances then have the partner programs and they'll have some ecosystem parts and distribution kind of sits separately we actually think distribution is very strategic just because of the things that you're co-investing in and I think if you apply that strategic thinking to a distribution relationship, you gain much more, because I think actually you both see things very differently, and actually building that into the planning, I think is super interesting. Um, I think the last thing is really just just kind of building that into the into the into the kind of conversations, if you like, because I think one of the things that we see, which is super interesting, is when we are dealing with folks in a vendor who are dealing with distribution. They understand the, the massive gains that distribution has made over the last few years. If you're dealing with someone outside of that team dealing with, with distribution, there's less of a knowledge of it. And it's, it always fascinates me. So uh, just before the pandemic, we had actually had one of our um, client councils and we actually had three of the distributors on a panel with me talking about the, um, the cloud marketplace that they were building. And, you know, fantastic together you know three healthy competitors but very very good story talking about the way they were looking at it and really the sign for me was as soon as we we finished that session the lineups for each of these guys was hilarious because every vendor was like i didn't know you did that i didn't know you did that so i think there's a job to do here around communicating some of this stuff more broadly from a um, capability and kind of strategy point of view but i think that role just expands i really do
1: yeah i couldn't agree more in fact that's that's exactly what our job is at GTDC is to educate the marketplace on yeah. what distribution is doing. I kid I often say, and I say it kiddingly, but it's so true. The 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 worst phrase that a distribution executive can hear is, I didn't know you did that. <laughs> and that we get a lot of that, right? Happens and a lot. they Yeah, it a Happens lot
2: a lot. Happens a lot. Uh,
1: which is stunning if you think about it, right? The other thing that um that you mentioned that's really, really a good point. And in fact, we've got a piece of work coming as this year to, to dig into this, is the notion that within the within the channel, the folks that are close to the channel, the you know, the the channel team, the channel chief, the head of Disty, et cetera, you're absolutely right. They know and they understand and they recognize. Uh, the value that's being provided. As you get further away from that within the Mm -hmm. company, um, they have no less, and I lived this for years. Uh, I spent 30% of my time as a channel chief internally selling and articulating the value of my partnerships, both at the solution provider level and certainly at the the distribution level. One of the things that we we recently saw, we just dug into a piece of research and there'll be more coming, but we're using uh, a company to help us do a little research on this is um, when you survey the folks that are close to the channel, you know, channel chiefs, DISTI folks, and you ask them about the traditional uh, values, the traditional items that DISTI provides, very high. When you survey the same uh, ask the same questions to the non-channel people, like the direct sales leader, the product management people for the traditional stuff, not bad, pretty high. When you add the new things, the digital transformation, the marketplaces, to your point, consumption models, subscription models, and the value that DISTY providing there. It's like this. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. traditional folks are, are bought into it, understand it. The folks that don't you know, don't spend a lot of time with the channel. It's I don't know if you're seeing the same
2: thing, but it's really- yeah, we do, yeah, we do, and and I, and I think that's this that's this challenge of the um, just a ch- and it isn't a change of direction. It's a it's an added evolution, which is kind of interesting. So and it is interesting. We've been asked probably. <laughs> the last two years, more than we ever had around the basics of channels. Like why do you do channels? And what's interesting when you speak to, and so there's a couple of vendors we don't work with where I've helped to present to groups within the vendor, you know, to the marketing group, the product group, to the sales group, all crazy, cool, smart people. They just haven't experienced it. And when they haven't experienced it. So I I always, I don't think it's like general experience. It's very specific experiences when you've seen something and you've, Actually, kind of walk through it. So even with the sales teams, when you walk through the benefits you can gain from doing that, they they all kind of light up and go, "That's kind of cool," because that's work that we don't have to do (laughs) that our channel and distribution partners are doing on our behalf. So it is a, it is a. I think there's a job to do still around just getting these folks over the hump, and I also think that's you know. I mean, honestly, I'm seeing it in my head that when we have these conversations with our friends in the channel, so we only deal with channel folks, so we're right. kind of lucky in life we're dealing dealing with folks folks who work well with others, but yep. there's almost a role for us to play to develop something which is like a channel one o one again um just to kind of reset I think
1: yeah I think you're right and and that it, it and we're continually trying to do that and yeah. Eric, as you can see when you know two Uh longstanding channel guys get into a conversation we can go on forever (laughs) about about these topics and so I I didn't mean to get Uh too far off topic but um, it's really interesting to get Steve's perspective and you know as importantly IDC's perspective because you know you guys are are viewed um, you know in the marketplace as as a leader relative to market intelligence so you know Steve you and I obviously hadn't you know, spent a lot of time together prior to this. And so we hadn't rehearsed that. So I was really glad that you said you believe that, you know, the value of distribution and what they do. Of course, I know that, you know, in the marketplace, you spent a lot of time with folks and you really understand it. And see, that's the difference. There are folks in the marketplace that talk about distribution, talk about channels, they really don't understand it. And you made the point of, the vast amount of work that that's done, and it's operational excellence. It's been work that's been done for truly is twenty to twenty-five years. So and,
2: and massively undervalued. That's the thing that still stuns us. Yeah,
1: <laughs> although getting better because if you you know one last point, Eric, and then I'm gonna uh, go back to you because I do want to talk a little bit about the tracker. But the last year, you know, guys, you I know you've seen there's been a lot of activity with. Um, you know, Ingram getting purchased by platinum and, you know, big, massive private equity investment. Apollo made a massive investment in tech data. And actually, Warren Hathaway's company, Berkshire, also bid on it. And then they subsequently merged with TD Cinex. And now they're a public company again. Um, In fact, I read something just today i think they're ringing the new york stock exchange bell today or t- tomorrow i think but but the point being i think the value is being recognized in the marketplace and, and you know smart money is making major investments which is good so let's go back to the tracker eric for a minute i know that you know you've seen since the introduction you've done a lot of, had a lot of discussions with a lot of the vendors that are your customers you've had discussions with the distributors And I know as time goes on, you're planning um, enhancements. Just talk a little bit about, you know, what you're thinking about from that standpoint.
0: Um, Sure, yeah. And kind of connecting back to the conversation that you guys were just chatting about. I mean, one of the things, you know, me being at IDC (laughs) kind of forever is that there's this really good relationship internally between kind of the data side of the house, right, which is what I'm kind of representing on this call, and then the know the research side which is which is Steve here on the call and and that kind of you know a lot of the the discussion that happens is supported by the data that's being built you know behind it and we can't build the right data unless we have the best taxonomies which are connected through um on the on the research side so um you know as we build out this data set um that we're we're building with you guys as kind of matter of course with with all the data sets we're constantly you know, thinking about what's the next evolution? What do the clients wanna see from this that we're not doing? We talk to folks like Steve about what's the angle, what's the new segmentation, what's missing? How does it connect to other pieces? And so, you know, that's kind of an ongoing thinking that we have, And but for this particular, um, uh, you know, data set that we're creating called the North American Distribution Tracker, you know, the couple of big things that are coming up is in, in April, we're launching the whole software category and segmentation. Um, and that, that's a, a, a big project and sort of big news because that allows us to take you know, all the SKUs that are at a software level right being sold and then group them into our taxonomy at very granular level. And that becomes quite interesting for both the vendors but also the distributors as they, as they look at that segment. Um, the other thing that we're doing in the latter part of June is we're launching a new portal uh, uh, first for the, for the GTDC members that will provide really good performance and pricing analytics uh, on top of the data sets. So again, going back to some of those personas that I mentioned, everyone has kind of a different um, outcome that they're hoping when they look at the data uh, and so forth. And the portal will, will kind of allow us um, uh, us to do that. So those are a couple of things that are you know that are coming um, up uh, uh, forward with that. And maybe you know one last thing to. to to throw out there to to, to folks to to know about. We've recently um, kind of um, evolved uh, another type of a data product that I see that we call the channel partner ecosystem. Um, And that is a a data set that looks at 260,000 and growing channel partners around the the globe, where we've kind of um, profiled them and across lots of different dimensions. And as we look at that data, We then can start to connect that data to this data for example you know like where's you know particular market moving through the channels and 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 so on and so forth so um you know again kind of a, a theme that we have at idc is how can we keep as we get a new data set in how do we connect it to other data sets to try to drive more value back into the into the community so those are some of the things that we'll see kind of evolving over the next um you know couple quarters with this
1: yeah i think that's great and that what you just described um is certainly of interest to clearly the vendor community um but also the distributors, right? i mean there's there's tremendous interest so, in that yeah. because there's you know, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of folks out there in the marketplace that call themselves solution providers, et cetera, and to be able to kind of dig into that is uh, is powerful. so that's great. well, look this has been this has been a really Great discussion, um, Steve, any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to kind of add? I really appreciate you know you spending some time with us today
2: no i think I think the thing that I always find interesting with with distribution folks and it's it's interesting. we get on calls sometimes we we need to be clear about who we're talking about because when they talk about their customers, it's actually their partners, and we love that We love the fact that distribution customers are are the partners I think for those partners, we're in a really interesting time right now because we have, if you think of those stats, 95% of customers are now saying they're digital first. So they're open to this. All of our surveys, every single survey I, I see now has a has a response from customers saying they're open to working with the partner ecosystem more than they ever were before. So again, kind of lends towards it. One last thing I'll mention, which is a fascinating stat I saw last week, um, directions again, which is you know, cloud explosion going on, cloud adoption going like crazy. However, this little... Still asterisk which says 50% of CEOs are still interested in understanding the value of cloud. So there's definitely a massive role for those partners to play in terms of helping customers navigate these this complexity. And by the way, the complexity is not getting less, it's getting more. So anyone who helps them narrow that down, I think that's the opportunity right now.
1: Yeah, I agree, I agree. Well, look, we're, we couldn't be happier at GTDC with the partnership Um, you know, it has been, it has been a really, really great, you know, I know Eric, we started it nine months ago, I guess, discussing it maybe, maybe longer than that. And, um, you know, since the launch and, you know, we now have a, a real product in the marketplace that, um, you know, is very valuable with the North America tracker. So Eric, thank you for your time today. We really appreciate it. Certainly we appreciate the partnership. Steve, I know you and I will have more channel discussions uh, coming up, and uh, I thank you guys. Uh, Appreciate appreciate your uh, involvement.